Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Tuesday. Feels like a Monday, but it's a Tuesday, September 5th, the Feast of the Great St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa, more commonly known as. was actually there for her canonization several years ago in Rome. What an experience that was. And, oh, my goodness, it was just um, a beautiful, beautiful event and a very, very warm day. Let me tell you, I, I was actually on set for EWTN and was being interviewed. And I felt that it was so warm when we had the scaffolding in front of St. Peter's and, of course, the sun beating down. And I can feel like the sweat coming down the side of my face. Anyway, what a beautiful experience to be there for any canonization, but especially St. Teresa of Calcutta, who taught us so much. There's a new movie coming out about her, and Catholic News Agency has a story on that on their homepage at catholicnewsagency.com. And so that certainly would be something to jot down and get it into your schedule because what uh, a witness she was and still is and an incredible story in terms of her life. I actually had the opportunity to meet her when I was an intern at WJR, News Radio 760, the voice, the great voice of the Great Lakes, they still call it. And that's when I was an intern there in the news department. And after I was done with my news shift, I got to know the producer of a well-known, very well-known midday show with J.P. McCarthy, uh, a Catholic Irishman, very, very nice man who was a host for years and very well-respected in the metro Detroit area and beyond. And so he had a show called J.P. McCarthy's Focus. And the producer was very kind and said, if you'd like to help us out, we could use some help in going down and getting the guests because we were in this big skyscraper in downtown. Well, actually, they call it the new center area. It's a little bit away from downtown Detroit, but the, this beautiful Fisher building under the golden tower of the Fisher building. So anyway, it was a, just a coveted internship, and I was so excited to get the internship, not only working in the news department, but also getting to meet a lot of the folks that came in for the interviews. And so my responsibility was to go down to the lobby and to bring the guests up and get them situated in the green room, get them a cup of coffee or tea, whatever they needed. And one of those days, it was Mother Teresa. And so I met her, and we talked on the way up, and we talked on the way down. And it was so cute because during the interview with J.P. McCarthy, he was raised Catholic, and uh, she said to him, she started to interview him about his faith and when was the last time he went to Mass. Anyway, it was just a really uh, sweet uh, event. But I'll never forget that I had the opportunity to meet her. And then I walked her back down, and now she's a saint. So it's very very interesting when you look back on your life and how things happen and you just don't know what God's doing at the time. Because I, I was, you know, still considered myself Catholic, but was not very active in my faith in college. But you think about your life and you go back and all these little glimpses of how God shows up in so many different ways. And we were talking about our names and the way they were spelled because we both spell it without the H, T-E-R-E-S-A. So St. Teresa of Calcutta on this year feast day, pray for us. Coming up on the program, of course, St. Teresa of Calcutta, known for her work with the poor and the vulnerable, but also a staunch pro-life advocate. And we have someone who knows all about that, our dear friend and sister, Dr. Monica Miller. She's going to be joining us. Monica, of course, is from Citizens or a Pro-Life Society, and she's going to discuss coming up this weekend, the National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Children. Now, this is an event at not just one location, 
but it is just across the country. It's grown a great deal over the last few years. So Dr. Monica Miller will talk all about this and why it's very important for you to attend, especially now when so many states are just going just over the top in terms of attacking life. So important to remember, of course, aborted children. And this has been very healing for many people, including grandparents and extended family members who had no say in the decision made by a woman to take the life of her child. And, and it also impacts, you could see the impact of abortion when you go to something like this in more ways than one. Obviously, the aborted babies, but the people that any abortion impacts. In addition to losing the life of a child, it's so much more than that. It's, it's overwhelming, actually, when you go. I actually covered a couple of these, not only in Spoke at One here in the Detroit area, but then I, I actually went to one in Indiana when I was speaking at a women's conference, and I talked to a woman who lost a grandchild, and she was going there to um, pay respect to the baby. So it's just a, it's very, very um, healing, this event, nationaldayofremembrance.org. Dr. Monica Miller joins us, and Monica was also in court observing the trial of the pro-lifers who were recently convicted for violating the FACE Act, and we'll talk with Monica about that if we have time. Wrapping up on a Tuesday, although it is a Tuesday, not a Monday, Gail Buckley Berenger is with us. She, of course, normally joins us on Monday for her Catholic scripture study and her verse of the week. But today, she's still talking about the Bible, so still in her wheelhouse, but we're talking about it based on a new film that's coming out later this month. It's called Route 60, The Biblical Highway, and it's in theaters September 18th and 19th. And you can go to the website, Route 60, as in the number 60, dot movie, and learn more about it. So she'll be joining us, God willing, at 39 minutes past the hour to talk about this new film all about the Bible. All right. Weather-wise, it is going to be a hot one this week. Record-breaking temps again. 10 degrees above normal in many locations. Texas into the upper Midwest and into the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast. A heat wave will persist in the Mid-Atlantic, according to the National Weather Service, and out in the Northeast and the South Central area. And this will continue through Thursday. And then after that, they say we're going to experience in parts of the country, including the upper Midwest, a cold front along with the risk of some severe thunderstorms. So that's the weather from the National Weather Service on this, a Tuesday morning, the Feast of St. Teresa of Calcutta. Pray for us. Busy news day as well. Let's get to that right now. It's six minutes past the hour, and you are listening to EWTN. During his in-flight press conference returning from Mongolia yesterday, the Pope outlining his vision for the upcoming Synodal Assembly in October where he said it should be a prayerful exercise in dialogue and not full of political chatter like a television talk show. The Pope preparing with multiple questions, was peppered with multiple questions about the Synod on Synodality from journalists traveling with him on the 10-hour flight back to Rome yesterday. The Holy Father emphasizing the unique spiritual dimension of the first global Synod on Synodality Assembly, which takes place next month at the Vatican, beginning on October 4th and ending on the 28th. He said he wants to be a religious, he wants it to be a religious movement. Meanwhile, before boarding the flight for Rome, the Holy Father, as Francesca Merlo reports from the Vatican, inaugurated the House of Mercy, emphasizing selfless love in charity. On the 4th of September, marking his final day in Ulaanbaatar, Pope Francis stood before a gathering of charitable organizations and volunteers, expressing his gratitude for their warm welcome, which included traditional Mongolian song and dance. Pope Francis stressed how the House of Mercy is a tangible expression of the Church's care for others. 
describing the House of Mercy as a place where all are welcome, Pope Francis encouraged volunteers to step forward and embrace the ethos of selfless service. He then went on to reject the myth that only the wealthy can engage in volunteer work. Reality tells us the opposite, he says. It is not necessary to be wealthy to do good. Rather, almost always, it is people of modest means who choose to devote their time, skills and generosity to caring for others. The Holy Father also emphasized that charity should not become a business. Charity demands professionalism, but charitable works should not turn into business, he said. Rather, they should retain their freshness as works of charity, where those in need can find people ready to listen to them with compassion, regardless of whatever pay they may receive. In closing, Pope Francis thanked all those involved in charitable works and extended his blessings to them. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis, in other news this morning, is touting his state's restoration efforts following Hurricane Idalia. Having the assets pre-positioned has made a big difference. Uh, the rapid restoration uh, has been something that I know a lot of Floridians uh, have appreciated. Speaking in Perry, he noted that less than 23,000 accounts remain without power as of Sunday evening. He added that 96% of all homes and businesses that lost power have now been restored, and all school districts affected by the storm are expected to reopen by the end of the week. That storm making landfall in Florida's Big Bend region last week as a Category 3, packing maximum sustained winds of near 125 miles per hour. Rick Hoschel, meanwhile, says insurance adjusters in Florida are busy now tallying the damage related to the storm. As of Sunday, the state's Office of Insurance Regulation estimated over $85 million in insured losses on more than 10,500 claims. Nearly three-quarters involve claims for residential property damage. The price tag from Edalia is not expected to be as high as past storms. There have been more than $17 billion worth of claims from Hurricane Ian last year. And if you're affected by the heat, well, as Julie Ryan tells us in this report, guess what? You are not alone because almost 40 million people are also feeling the very, very warm weather. She takes a look. The eastern and central U.S. are baking in the heat this Labor Day, with some cities seeing record high temperatures. Forecasters say the heat will ease in the Midwest by Wednesday and move into the southern plains and south later in the week. Police in Birmingham, Alabama, continuing to search for the suspects who shot and killed two women outside of a university hospital emergency room yesterday. A man was also hurt and remains in critical condition. Investigators say the incident shooting happened just after 2 a.m. yesterday, after some sort of an incident at a restaurant in downtown Birmingham. And as the victims are being driven by a private vehicle to the emergency room, at least two gunmen reportedly gave chase and shot at them again as they arrived at the hospital for treatment. Trey Thomas tells us police in Pennsylvania are still searching for an escaped inmate they call extremely dangerous. Lieutenant Colonel George Biven said they are working to find convicted murderer Danilo Cavalcante and want to make sure no one is hurt in the process. We are ask, asking residents to check on their neighbors. If they're not at home, please let us know so we can check their property in their absence. Cavalcante was allegedly seen on video in Pocopson Township, west of Philadelphia, and near the Chester County prison where he escaped from. 
The Alaska Board of Education's vote on banning transgender athletes from girls sports is drawing some protests, but supporters of the resolution include Tim Pardo of the Alaska Family Council Vice President say it's the right thing to do. We're happy this decision is in place. Yes, uh, we, we feel it's a step in the right direction. Um, we're afraid it may be challenged. Uh, we're expecting it to probably be challenged, but it, the board made the right decision and did so unanimously. The resolution titled Preserving the Opportunity for Athletes would restrict girls' division sports to athlete sex at birth. Almost two dozen people are hurt after a vehicle crashing into a restaurant in Texas. It happened yesterday morning at a Denny's in the Houston suburb of Rosenberg. Police say 23 people inside the restaurant were hurt, but all of them are expected to survive. The cause of that crash is still being investigated. And attorneys for convicted killer and disbarred former lawyer Alex Murdoch are filing a motion, as Charlie O'Brien tells us, for a brand new trial. Attorneys for disgraced lawyer Alex Murdoch will host a press conference tomorrow to discuss their recently filed motion for a new trial for the man convicted of killing his wife Maggie and son Paul. A jury convicted Murdoch March 2nd and he's serving life in prison. His attorneys Dick Harputlian and Jim Griffin will discuss the motion at the news conference on the State House grounds. Today they say only it's based on discovered evidence. A new poll shows a majority of Americans think Joe Biden is too old to run for another presidential term. According to the Wall Street Journal poll, nearly three-fourths of the registered voters cited Biden's age as a major concern. Another 60% indicated they do not consider him mentally up for the job. The poll drew a much higher negative response to Biden's age at 80 than respondents gave to his potential GOP challenger, 77-year-old former President Donald Trump. And Joe Biden, meanwhile, says he does not think there's going to be an auto worker strike at any of the big three Detroit automakers, making the comment Monday during an event in Philadelphia. However, UAW President Sean Fain at a Labor Day event in the Motor City said, Biden, well, he must know something that we don't. He said the union stands ready to strike unless the automakers' demands in ongoing contract negotiations are not met. The union is looking for better terms with Ford, GM, and Stellantis. The current contract expires at 11.59 p.m. The date of that expiration is September 14th. And one Senate Republican is backing Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's claims that he's just fine physically. He was direct. He said, I had that concussion, and he said they warned me that I would be lightheaded in, in the future and that I've got to be aware of it. South Dakota Senator Mike Rounds said on CNN's State of the Union he spoke with McConnell Saturday afternoon. Rounds describing the Kentucky senator as being in good shape. There have been some concerns about the McConnell's health after the 81-year-old appeared to freeze in front of reporters in Kentucky on Wednesday. McConnell, who experienced a similar issue at the Capitol in late July, was cleared last week by the Capitol physician. And too much screen time is being linked to developmental delays in children. That's according to a new study published in the journal JAMA Pediatrics. Researchers looked at information from 7,000 children and found that two or more hours of screen time actually increased the likelihood of developmental delays, especially in problem solving and communication. One-year-olds were 61% more likely to have delayed communication skills at age two when they spent more than hours in front of more than two hours in front of the TV or cell phones compared to kids who spend less than one hour in front of screens a day. The risk went up nearly five times for children who had more than four hours of screen time. In infants, screen time was linked to developmental delays in social skills and motor skills. 
And Jimmy Buffett won't be forgotten anytime soon in Key West, Florida. The city held a procession on Sunday in honor of the singer and part-time resident after his death on Friday. About 2,500 people attended. The mayor paid tribute over the weekend as well, saying Buffett exemplified the island's lifestyle and attitude. Buffett did have a home as well as a studio and office in Key West above his restaurant where he sometimes performed. He once told the Miami Herald that a coffee house in town, then known as Crazy Ophelia's, was where he first performed his unforgettable hit, Margaritaville. And if you're flying anytime soon, Delta says you might want to consider their airlines because, according to Mark Mayfield, they top a new list of best domestic carriers, apparently. The Atlanta-based airline ranked number one for on-time arrivals, service, and comfort, according to Bounce's 2023 Airline Index. Southwest Airlines and Hawaiian Airlines place second and third, with Alaska Airlines and United rounding out the top five. Other factors used in the annual airline comparison included in-flight entertainment, meals, and seat comfort. American Airlines, JetBlue Airways, Spirit Airlines, Frontier Airlines, and Allegiant Air also made Bounce's top 10 list of domestic airlines for 2023. It is a Tuesday morning, September 5th, the Feast of St. Teresa of Calcutta. Pray for us. Dr. Monica Miller joining us up next, Citizens of Pro-Life Society. Beautiful event taking place across the country this week, September 9th is a National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Children. The website is nationaldayofremembrance.org. We'll be right back. She was a mystic and reformer who died at the age of 33. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Catherine of Siena accomplished something no one thought possible. She convinced Pope Gregory XI to return to Rome after the popes had lived in France for almost the whole of the 14th century. They've been there ever since. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. The first annual Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage, sponsored by the Dominican Friars Foundation, will take place on Saturday, September 30th at the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. This all-day event will feature conferences by Father Gregory Pine, resuscitation of the rosary, a fervorino by Father Lawrence Liu, and mass with Father James Brent as homilist. Join us for this day of prayer to Our Lady. For more information, visit rosarypilgrimage.org. That's rosarypilgrimage.org. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Turo is the Catholic healthcare option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare sharing ministries, CMF Turo offers a pro-life Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Turo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. The website is nationaldayofremembrance.org with events going on all over the country. On the phone to talk about it, our friend Dr. Monica Miller, author, speaker, theologian with Citizens for a Pro-Life Society, longtime pro-life leader. 
Monica, this is really a, a powerful, powerful event, and you can attend them, I mean, in a lot of different locations. And I've been to ones in Indiana and, of course, our home state of Michigan. But, wow, there's a lot of healing that takes place during these. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Teresa. It's always, always good to be with you. We have over 200 wow. memorial services that are going to be taking place this Saturday all over the United States. So let me let me explain a little sure. bit of history here. We always we always have the National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Babies on the second Saturday of September. And the reason why is because in nineteen eighty eight, um, we Citizens for a Pro Life Society, we buried twelve hundred aborted babies. These were babies, and I do talk about this in my book, so let me kind of put a plug in for that, Abandoned, the Untold Story of the Abortion Wars. I talk about how we found the unborn babies, photography that we did, and then all the burials that we planned for them. So 1,200 of these aborted babies were buried at Holy Cross Cemetery in, in Milwaukee, and when the 25th anniversary came around of the burial of those particular babies, um, I teamed up with um, Eric Scheidler of the Pro-Life Action League and, um, and also uh, uh, Father Pavone, okay, of Priests for Life. So we decided we were going to have a national event that we would have not because at, at, at 25 years later there are about 50 graves of uh, of aborted babies where babies are actually buried in America, mm-hmm. and then there are the the there thanks mostly I would have to say to the Knights of Columbus uh, the erection of memorial markers and those are all over the United States as well, so. We've been we've been having every year the National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Babies, and I do think this is a, a very important event. I think it's important for us to attend these memorial services, Teresa. Mm-hmm. This is all these aborted babies are ever going to get to sight of heaven, yeah. and yeah. it's important for us to stand up for them, to witness to them, and to re recommit ourselves to defending unborn children. I mean, yes, okay, Roe v. Wade was overturned, but literally thousands of unborn children are still aborted every day. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so um, we need, to, we need to, uh, to stand up, to be a witness, and to be at these memorial services. And it's super easy to find out, okay, yeah. like, okay, so where, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to the website, um, National Day of Remembrance, dot org you click on location the locations tab it's it's so well organized on the website and you just scroll down to your state scroll down scroll down click on your state and everything will come up where memorial services are taking place the addresses maps uh if there's guest speakers who are the guest speakers and you can even email the the leader uh it's right there you just you just you know, click on the thing, and if you have a question, you can email the leader, and uh, and so there you are. You can easily find out 
uh, where is one of these memorial services taking place in my own backyard? Yeah, it's it's really quite powerful. NationalDayRemembrance.org, talking with Dr. Monica Miller from Citizens for a Pro-Life Society. Monica, did you ever think that it would grow to so many National Day Remembrance events around the country? Because, I mean, you said some 200 now. That's amazing. Over 200 this, yeah. this year. Um, I don't <laughs> That's such a good question. I don't know quite what to make of that, yeah. um, I'll be honest with you. Um but it's a good, it's a sign that people are, you know, concerned pro, about it, right? Community. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that it's it's something that uh, is important to the to the pro-life community that we would have that many memorial services organized. That means that, that there are 200 people out there who took the initiative to put something together. So that that's that's very powerful. Just just right there, that there's actually that many local leaders. Who are willing to uh, put organize a service, get you know, put together a program, get speakers, uh, get stuff in, in the bulletins, community service announcements, and so, and I, I have an ad, a local ad on on uh, Ave Maria Radio mm-hmm. uh, to promote to promote it here in Michigan. It really is quite moving and just, I think, so powerful. I can remember the times that I've been there when there were a lot of grandparents there. To me, it's a very healing event as well for people. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And and, and I have you know, some personal experience with that very, that very thing. Um, and I do talk about this in my book because, unbelievable as this is, after we buried those babies, and there was a lot of news. We had a, we had a ton of news coverage. Um, we went back to the grave because we had to we had to sign some papers with the uh, the person that was running you know the cemetery, mm-hmm. and we went back to the grave, and it, well, there was no grave marker there yet. And this was a big grave because this was twelve. Okay, hold that thought. We'll let you finish the story. Okay, don't touch the All dial, right. folks. Monica's going to finish the story after break. My my problem. I asked you the question too late. I was so into the conversation, talking with Dr. Monica Miller, Citizens for a Pro Life Society. If you've never been to one of these, I highly recommend it. This would be a great experience to take you and your family to one of these beautiful events honoring and, and remembering the aborted babies. National Day of Remembrance. It's coming up this weekend. NationalDayRemembrance.org. More with Dr. Monica Miller when we come back. Father Benedict Groeschel. Oh, I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence. Or oh, I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh, yes, let me say it. When I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man while the police were coming, the ambulance. They removed him from the church, he didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered, respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN, live truth, live Catholic. Where has the church reached perfection? In the person of the Blessed Mother, according to the Catholic Catechism, who is without spot or wrinkle. We, the faithful, are still striving to conquer sin and increase in holiness. The word Catholic means universal. The Church is Catholic in a double sense. 
First, the church is Catholic because Christ is present in her. Where there is Christ Jesus, there is the church, says the Catechism. From him, she receives the fullness of the means of salvation, correct and complete confession of faith, full sacramental life, and ordained ministry in apostolic succession. Secondly, the church is Catholic because she has been sent by Christ to the whole human race. In the beginning, God made human nature one and has decreed that all his children who were scattered should finally be gathered together as one. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Twenty-eight minutes past the hour. It is a busy Tuesday morning. Always great to have our sister, Dr. Monica Miller, Citizens for a Pro-Life Society, with us. She does amazing work and has been doing amazing work in the pro-life movement for decades. Even though she's only twenty-nine, I don't know how she she can do that, but she does. It's miraculous. <laughs> Wishful thinking on both of our parts, right? Because I think I'm, well, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you, but I'm pretty close there, sister. I'm actually yeah. 39. Oh, 39. Okay, sorry, I missed it by 10 years. <laughs> my apologies. All right, my dear, so you were telling us a story. Uh, please yes. finish. All right, so the grave of aborted babies at Holy Cross Cemetery in Milwaukee. We buried 1,200 of them uh, September 10th of 1988. Well, we had to go back to the cemetery. I was with Edmund, uh, now my husband. We weren't married then. Um, and a pro-life leader, Dan Zeidler, um, in Milwaukee. So we, we go back to the grave and we saw that there was a toy stuffed bunny rabbit wrapped up in plastic that someone had placed on this, this mass grave. It's a very, it was a very large grave because we had like five children's coffins buried in, in, in the, uh, in the grave. So we, we got curious, okay, who's, who's leaving a, you know, a little toy stuffed bunny and we unwrapped it and rubber banded to the paw was a note. And it just, it broke our hearts. It was some woman, because we had a lot of media about the burial, wrote a letter to her unborn baby, her aborted baby, um, crying out how, um, please forgive me. I'll never do this again. Um, I'm so, so sorry. Now, this person doesn't know that, that, that her baby is buried there. I, I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, how would she know that? But she knew that there was a grave of aborted babies, and she mourned the, the loss of her aborted child right there at that grave. And I also remember, and I think I do talk about this in my book also, a woman standing behind me during the burial service whispered in my ear, this is, this is the memorial for my own aborted baby. Uh. So, yeah, so there it is. Yeah, it's in my book, Abandoned, The Untold Story of the Abortion Wars. I talk about the burial of these babies. So please, I hope people will come out. National Day of Remembrance for Aborted Babies this Saturday, September 9th. And again, just go to the website, um, nationaldayofremembrance.org. Click on the locations tab. Teresa, and then people just scroll down, scroll down to your state. Everything is there. It's all, it's so clear. It's so, it's such a user Yeah, it's very easy to follow. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
So let's talk a little bit about another story, switching gears a little bit, still, of course, on the, on, on the pro-life front. But you were in the courtroom uh, for oh, several yeah. days during the trial for the pro-lifers who have since been uh, found guilty of violating the FACE Act. And it's, it's I don't know how to describe it, it, it except to yeah. say shocking in terms of the sentencing um, that's going on here. Right. I was at the first trial altogether. I was there seven days um, and this is a trial of nine pro-lifers who did a rescue at a, an abortion clinic in Washington, D.C., uh, where the abortionist, Cesar Sant'Angelo, um, actually specializes in late-term abortion procedures and actually into the ninth month. That's how bad it is. So they did this rescue in October of 2020. They are charged. They were charged with violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. This is the FACE law that Bill Clinton signed in May of 1994. Now, that carries a one-year maximum sentence. However, they were also charged with, and this is unprecedented in the history of the pro-life movement, the nine rescuers were also charged with conspiracy to interfere with civil rights and that has a 10-year maximum mm. sentence and a $350,000 fine maximum the the first, now they, the 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 rescuers were uh, separated into two different trials so we had the trial of the first five and now uh, starting tomorrow uh, September 6th will be the trial of the remaining uh, rescuers. And one of them is the very, very well-known Joan Andrews Bell uh, is going to be one of the, one of the defendants starting, starting tomorrow. Now, I actually have two articles, uh, Teresa, written about the, these, the, the, what I observed. <laughs> People really need to read them. I mean, it, you wouldn't believe the nonsense that goes on in a courtroom when it has to do with the subject of abortion. Mm. It's a whole nother ball game. Um, and I, I, in a way, these pro-lifers almost didn't stand a chance. Um, the unborn are not considered others. They almost really don't even exist for the purposes of what goes on in these trials. They remain invisible to the jury. Um, so, it's, you know, how many times I heard judge uh, her name is Colleen Kohler Catoli, say over and over again, this trial has nothing to do with abortion. It's about access to reproductive health care. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about, this trial is about access to reproductive health care. Which means access uh, to abortion. So it is about abortion. What the heck is she you, talking yes, about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a very, very good, Teresa. Um, so I have an article in Crisis Magazine, called Facing Injustice, so you can easily find it. And then I have uh, right on the homepage uh, at, at Catholic World Report, uh, on the homepage right now is another article fo- following up on the verdict. They were found guilty, and, and the, those five rescuers are right now in federal prison. Um, I also want to mention that Father Fidelius Moshinsky is also in federal prison for a rescue that he did last summer. So right now we have six people, six pro-lifers in federal prison, and then there's the second trial that starts tomorrow 
for the remaining defendants in front of the same judge, the same court, the same prosecutors over over again. I will be at that trial starting next week. Okay, um, so maybe we next, can we can touch Monday. base with you when you're there and, yes. and you can give us a, yep. an idea of what's going on. So we only have about a minute left. I want people to know where your articles are again, Monica. You said crisis, right? Crisis magazine. That the title of that one to search for it is facing injustice, and then right on the homepage of Catholic World Report is the other article regarding the the verdict uh, of of those pro-lifers. Okay, and then you're going to be back at uh, in court for the other trial coming up next yes. week, Monica. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much for your continued pro-life work, and we'll make sure we put links to those articles, by the way, on our archive section at AveMariaRadio.net, both the one written by Dr. Miller in Crisis Magazine and also Catholic World Report. And also, we will have, once again, the link to the National Day of Remembrance, which is coming up this weekend, September 9th. If you've never been to one of the events, it's really, really powerful and a great way to pray for the unborn, the aborted, and for the pro-life movement. It's a beautiful, beautiful event. There's a speaker. There's normally praise and worship music and just a very, very, I would say... um, I, don't want to, I guess it is comforting in the sense that it gives people a chance to grieve, especially those who never had the chance for healing. So check it out, nationaldayofremembrance.org. And, of course, we'll be checking in with Monica uh, as soon as we can from the next trial. We'll be right back on a Tuesday morning edition of Catholic Connection. Stay tuned. Does your brain appreciate stained glass for more than its beauty? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Early Christians couldn't read or write for the most part. Stained glass windows placed in newer church buildings became Bible teachers. These beautiful works of art inspired and highlighted various Bible stories. According to a study from the University of Waterloo, it isn't just our ancient relatives who enjoyed the symbolism of Christian art. Our brains prefer symbols to words. I know, I'm a visual thinker. Let's face it, we can learn from symbols and we can remember more about what we have seen according to the research. Solid visuals can also help us understand abstract concepts. Maybe you relate to visual thinking too. Catholics often practice Visio Divina, praying with or focused on art. Think of how an illustrated children's Bible makes the job of explaining Holy Scripture and God's plan for us so much easier. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. In 2005, my sister experienced a brain injury, leaving her unable to speak for herself and make her own decisions regarding medical care. Since she had not established a healthcare agent by creating a healthcare durable power of attorney, the courts decided to leave the medical decisions to Michael, Terry's husband. Because of this, Michael was able to remove Terry's food and water, dehydrating and starving her to death by court order. There are many reasons why someone may need a feeding tube, such as an illness or injury, that leaves a patient with difficulty swallowing. Usually, feeding tubes are short-term solutions until the patient can swallow on their own. St. Pope John Paul II clarified that food and water by tube is basic care owed to patients and not a medical act. We never know when you or a loved one may be faced with an injury. I urge you to have a conversation with your family and to identify a healthcare agent to make sure your life wishes are known and to take the step of finalizing a healthcare power of attorney. It could very well save your lives. This medical moment brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. It can be said that for everything we wish to learn or want to become, there is a road to follow. 
From the beginning, the road to believing in only one true God, the maker of heaven and earth, has carved its route through the ancient land of Israel. It is a road that Abraham, the father of nations, walked as the first believer in monotheism. It was along this road that God made his covenant with Abraham, promising that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky. You're listening to the trailer from the film Route 60, which is opening September 18th and 19th, Route 60, the Biblical Highway. And Gail buckley Barringer with Catholic Scripture Study International is with us normally on a Monday, but today a Tuesday. But still, Gail, as I've been saying, in your wheelhouse because you love Scripture. And this film is entitled Route 60, the Biblical Highway. Thanks for joining us. This sounds yeah. great. Gosh, the, even the audio of that uh, trailer gave me the chills. Oh, yeah. Thanks, T. Yeah, it seems it's strange to be on with the Tuesday, but um, <laughs> yeah, this um, I'm the spokesperson for this movie, and I, like you said, it's exciting because um, Route 60 is like a 146-mile-long road that begins in Nazareth, which, by the way, now is Israel's largest Arab city, as I'm sure you know, Teresa. Mm -hmm. And then it runs through Jerusalem, which and ends in Beersheba, which is now, you know, one of Israel's modern high-tech centers. But running north to south, it connects ancient Israel with modern Israel and Jews and Christians with Muslims and, and Israelis with Palestinians. And it's just really a, a fascinating tour or pilgrimage, so to speak, that these two men take us on. Um, I think it's important to, um, to point out that the host in this movie or diplomats, you heard one of them speak in, in that um, trailer, David Freeman. They worked with President Donald Trump to facilitate peace in the Middle East, and Mike Pompeo is one of the hosts, and David Freeman is the other. And um, Mike Pompeo, he served as both the U.S. Secretary of State and the director of the CIA under Trump. And David Friedman is the former U.S. ambassador to Israel. And he also was up for a Nobel Prize nominee, you know, and also a National Security Medal recipient for his efforts in helping secure the Abraham Accords. So both men are also best-selling authors. And these two men, Mike Pompeo, who is a Christian, and David Friedman, who is a Jew, they joined together to take us on this fascinating tour of Israel, you know, traveling along the same ancient road that both the Old Testament patriarchs like David and Abraham and Isaac and as, and as well as the New Testament, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ and Mary and the apostles, they all once walked on this same road. Now it's covered with concrete and asphalt, but it's the same road that these ancient people traveled in the, in the biblical times. So it's called now called Route 60, the Biblical Highway. So how did you get involved in being the, the Catholic spokesperson for the film, Gail? What happened there? That's great. Well, that's a good good uh, question. I don't know. Um, you, we both know Lisa Wheeler. Yep. And mm -hmm. I've known Lisa for years. And, From Carmel uh, she, Communications, yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. She's the head of Carmel Communications. She sent me a trailer and asked me if I would watch it and, um, and if I liked it to give an endorsement. So um, I did. And then... Um, Kevin Wander, who works for her, got in touch with me and asked me if I would be the spokesperson, the Catholic spokesperson for the movie. And so I said, yes. So that's that's how it happened. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, we were listening to the trailer, if you watch it, which is gorgeous, and we'll put a link to it on um, on our uh, website and Facebook page and on the link for Catholic Connection. But it's really, it looks like it's going to be beautifully shot and edited. And there's a lot of Catholic imagery in the trailer. Yes. 
Yes, there is, really is. And um, that's interesting because Mike Pompeo is not Catholic, and, uh, of course, David Friedman's a Jew. But, they, of course, we know this is all Catholic. Right, <laughs> So right. Uh, that's why you see a lot of Catholic um, stuff. But what I've noticed, uh, Teresa, we've both been to pilgrimages and right. um, to the Holy Land. Both of us have gone with Steve Ray, you know, um, co-hosted um, pilgrimages there. And um, what I've noticed here is that, you know, we don't, the pilgrimages that we take as Catholic and as Christians, that we center them on the life of Jesus, you know, where he was born, where he lived, where he performed his miracles, where he died, where he arose, and all these things. And, of course, those are all beautiful, wonderful things. They're all Christian sites. But we rarely see much of the Old Testament types of sites. And so in this um, documentary, this movie, we get to see a few of those. And I thought that was interesting because I, for one, have not, seen those uh sites mm-hmm. so um, have you been when you were over to israel for your pilgrimages did you did you go to jordan at all were you ever in jordan no i didn't okay because did that's yeah steve ray has a has a trip that i co-hosted with him uh, back right. in 2019 and it he does an extension and you start out in jordan and you have a lot more of the old testament in there and you cross over at the actual baptism site which where they've built a, a new church and whatnot and so you're right it is it everything comes together in addition to yeah. the amazing sites that you see in the holy land of course all the beautiful catholic churches in nazareth and jerusalem and up in galilee but when you spend time in in those areas of the old testament those lands which there's plenty in israel as well but in jordan uh, it really is is quite eye-opening so two days this is going to be shown right now it's scheduled for september 18th and 19th only now yes. if it gets a good showing will they have more do you think i don't know um i haven't been privy to that information i really don't know i hope so um you know you mentioned going to jordan i was supposed to go on the extension with steve um but my husband had a heart attack and i had Aww. to leave and go home so i didn't get to go to that but um i would love to and the next time i go to the holy land i hope my husband, who's never been, um, I would love for him to go and maybe go with Steve again and go to Jordan and those places because it is fascinating to see, you know, Rachel's tomb and, mm-hmm. and um, things like that that we don't usually see. Mm-hmm. So in terms of someone who teaches uh, the faith through an incredible Bible study, how important do you think a film is such as this, Gail? Well, I think it's important, you know, to for people that have not been to the Holy Land to see that you know, it brings it more alive to them to see the places, just like you you and I know, when you go there and you actually write, walk in the footsteps of these people, Jesus mm-hmm. and the patriarchs and all, that it just comes alive. And to, so to see it in a movie, to see these sites, I think it's very important for those who haven't seen, been to um, the Holy Land. I also think it's important for um, for Catholics to see their their heritage, the roots of the you know, Judaism, um, and listen to like people like Mike um, Pompeo, who's Christian, and David Friedman explain certain things from their aspects, you know, being a Jew and a Christian. And um, so I think it helps to for them to understand and get the whole picture of salvation history, because that's the big thing. A lot of um, you probably know this as well. A lot of Catholics tend to dwell just on the New Testament, you know, in the Gospels. And don't put, unless they go to a Bible study where they learn more about salvation history, they don't really understand too much about our heritage, about our Jewish, Jewish roots, and how it all started and how it all goes together. And I think seeing something like this will help them understand it better. Absolutely. We're talking with Gail Buckley from Catholic Scripture Study International, the Catholic spokesperson for the film Route 60 
And Route 60, the movie, is a website, actually, Route60.movie. You can just look it up online. And again, we'll put a link to the trailer on the archives section for Catholic Connection at AveMariaRadio.net. Andrew usually has the archives up by about noon, by about midday, so you can check it out if you are in the car and can't write it down. Keep your arms and hands inside the vehicle at all times, and all the information will be there for you on the archives section of Catholic Connection. I just, I love this. I think this is so important. I think this is a way we just, this is how we counter the culture, Gail, and doing things like this, just putting it out there and let people watch it and decide, right? Amen. Yes. And what the way things are today, it's more important to go to movies like this and see more movies like this. The more, the better. And it's beautifully Bring shot. Bring God back into our lives. Amen. Uh, it's beautifully shot. Do you know how long it took? Or um, like I that? don't know. I know that the movie like is an hour and a half, and they had to take a helicopter to go to different sites because if they had gone the whole route, which is uh, 145 miles, it would have taken too long. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure how long it took to put the whole movie together, though. Yeah. And so they call it the biblical highway. Throughout the film, do you know how much they they base it on, obviously, on Scripture? How much is, yes. is it kind of like a, a visual Bible study in a way, do you think? Yeah, it is. Um, but at the same time, they talk about current events and, and, you know, how things are going with the, you know, peace talks and stuff like that. So they bring in you know, political things as well as um, the history and of um, the Bible. So you get a little bit of both. Um, But it's interesting to see how these two men, a Jew and a Christian, come together and discuss these things. And I I thought that was an interesting aspect of it. Beautiful. Gail, thanks for joining us. Look forward to having you on, God willing, next Monday. Route 60, yes. the Biblical Highway, and the website for the trailer and all information. What a thing to, great thing to take your Bible study or uh, maybe yeah. your, your church to, which would be a great uh, thing to do at your parish. Maybe you can even eventually bring the movie to your parish. We'll see where this goes. Route 60 dot movie in theaters only September 18th and 19th. So that's right around the corner. That's, that's right? Route 60. 60. Route 6-0. 6-0. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Gail. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you, God willing, on a Monday. And we'll be right back. Stay tuned. More Catholic Connection wrapping up a Tuesday, letting you know what's coming up on a Wednesday, and also some quotes from our saint for the day, St. Mother Teresa or St. Teresa of Calcutta. Pray for us. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. All men are called to work, but for many, work is a grind where we struggle to survive for the sake of our families. A new Heroic Men Summit calls all men to set aside two hours on Saturday, September 9th. Join three powerful Catholic businessmen, including Matthew Kelly, who will discuss how work can bring freedom, meaning, and growth in holiness. Let's do more than bring Christ to the workplace. Let's discover him already there. This is the gospel of work. Register free today at HeroicMen.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. 
You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. across the country. Stay cool and stay tuned right here to EWTN on this a feast day of Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Pray for us, but also, of course, a Tuesday after Labor Day. Tomorrow, coming up on a Wednesday, we have Joan Lewis with us, and she'll have a full report. How did it go in Mongolia for the Holy Father? What is the buzz in Rome? And what about the talk for the upcoming Synod on Synodality, which is, gosh, just about a month away. Starts on October 4th and ends on October 28th, as we reported in the news. I did want to mention a few quotes from Mother Teresa of Calcutta. To be faithful in little things is a great thing. A sacrifice to be real must cost, must hurt, must empty ourselves. And this one I think is super, super important because I always talk about this in all of my books, including Listening for God. I believe I actually have this quote in one of my chapters in my book. The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is love. The fruit of service, the fruit of love is service, and the fruit of service is peace. But notice how she starts out with the fruit of silence. The fruit of silence. So we have to silence ourselves in order to hear God, in order to listen to God. If you judge people, she said, you have no time to love them. And peace, she also said, begins with a smile. There are so many great quotes from this amazing saint who truly struggled in many ways with her own faith, but kept on going and doing what God called her to do. Your true character, she said, is most accurately measured by how you treat those who can do nothing for you. Wow. Let's read that again, shall we? Your true character is most accurately measured by how you treat those who can do nothing for you. Small things done with great love will change the world, she said. Some people come in our life as blessings. Some come in your life as lessons. Here's another one. Have you heard this one? Do good anyway, do it anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people will try to cheat you. Be honest anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous of you. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten by tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have it may never be enough. Give your best anyway. I actually have that printed out eight and a half by 11 in my office in my home studio. Really, really important. 
Life is an opportunity, benefit from it. Life is beauty, admire it. Life is a dream, realize it. Life is a challenge, meet it. Life is a duty, complete it. Life is a game, play. Life is a promise, fulfill it. Life is sorrow, overcome it. Life is a song, sing it. Life is struggle, accept it. Life is a tragedy at times, confront it. Life is an adventure, dare it. Life is luck, make it. Life is too precious to not destroy it. Life is life, fight for it. I could go on and on. There's so many great quotes from St. Teresa of Calcutta. So just keep this in mind. Ask for her intercession today, especially if you're struggling in a particular area. Maybe even if you're struggling with your own relationship with God. Maybe you don't feel that connected. Well, she suffered, right, the dark night of the soul for a very, very long time, but she never, ever gave up. And she kept doing what she was called to do and drew great strength, which is a great witness for us, from the Eucharist. And in fact, in Rome, in the Sisters of Charity House, there's a beautiful chapel where she prayed, where we often go. So let's follow in the footsteps of Mother Teresa to smile, to be loving, to do what God has called us to do, regardless of what others may say or think. St. Teresa of Calcutta, pray for us. Have a good Tuesday. God willing, talk to you on a Wednesday. Adomani. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.